So Candlemas. Candlemas is um, one of those um, uh, feasts in the life of the church. Um, I'm not sure we know much about. Well, I don't anyway, so please do tell me more if, uh, if you do. Um, uh, but it is those wonderful words of um, Simeon that uh, uh, this child uh, would have been something for all nations, would have been a light for all peoples, uh, not just uh, that people that Simeon and Jesus were a part of, but for all. Um, traditionally, uh, the Candlemas service would begin with a um, parade of many people uh, through the streets of wherever the church was, all, hand, all holding aloft their candles, uh, celebrating light in the murky darkness of a late winter's morning. It's not very murky and it's not very dark this morning, but I think it would have been quite a, um, a sight to behold. Um, uh, the church in the streets, lifting high the light uh, um, that for them and for others uh, perhaps represents something of Jesus. Uh, so th this week uh, has been an, an emotional week for me and quite a journey touching on darkness and touching on light. Um, as we know, uh, this week started on Monday with the anniversary, the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz. This was marked, as I said earlier, at St. James Piccadilly uh, on Thursday by songs of exile. Uh, and um, yeah, just uh, an, an amazing opportunity to expose ourselves to something of uh, uh, the horrors uh, that uh, were experienced there. We heard the voice of Ava, Ava, and we heard her voice uh, through her children who read uh, her words. And, and Ava was a child uh, growing up in Berlin in the 1930s, um, and uh, we heard something of uh, the change from normality into darkness uh, that Ava experienced. Uh, one story uh, that will sit with me was uh, she spoke uh, of the fun one Christmas of a slightly dull man handing out gifts dressed as Father Christmas. And then the next year, that same man wore a different outfit. He wore the outfit of an SS. Uh, she spoke of her head teacher uh, handing out literature, handing out literature from the uh, Hitler Youth, and how each page of that was dehumanizing 
the Jew, crooked nose, carrying a bag of cash. And then, as she was looking through that, the head teacher took this away from her, saying, this isn't for you. How she had to change school, how her neighbors were sewing stars onto their clothes, uh, how her colleagues were being sacked, how her father's colleagues were being sacked from work, how synagogues were being set on fire and how they saw the smoke rising across Berlin. How quickly communities can turn. Ava's family did survive. They flee to England where her father was put into an internment camp. Uh, their neighbors didn't get out and died in a concentration camp. Even, even in these camps, though, light can shine. Light can shine in the darkest of places. The human spirit can flourish. At least these are the words of an Austrian neurologist, Viktor Frankl. Frankl, a survivor of concentration camps, who said that even in the most dire of circumstances, there is potential to find meaning for life. And for Frankl, that meaning is the greatest purpose of life. Friday saw our exit from the European Union. For many people in our country, not quite half, or perhaps more than half, I don't know, um, a dark time. Nothing to compare to Ava or Victor's experiences and those millions of others who have had to face those dark times. But for many of us, dark times Nevertheless, time will tell whether it is an opportunity for this nation to be great again, or whether it's the continued slide and influence of a nation now alone and increasingly isolated in our world. Wherever we personally stand on this matter, we are where we are. We are where we are. And we have, at this moment, a choice. We have a choice. As Frankel would propose, we always have a choice. And he says this out of his experience of dire darkness. We always have a choice. We can choose to seek good, to be light, lifting up our heads, to be good news, or we cannot. We can choose to work for good, to work to build relationships with those we disagree with, to encourage those who are fearful about their future here, or we cannot. We can choose to help those made poorer, to care for those unable to adjust, to love those broken, or we cannot. We have that choice, 
I'm not saying we should be blindly optimistic, but I think we should try to be optimistic, to make uh, that choice. Because we follow him who is the light of the world. And that means we will inhabit dark times. Times, as uh, Brueggemann um, might say, were times of disorientation. Brueggemann, in his uh, spirituality of Psalms, says that uh, he groups Psalms into Psalms of orientation, disorientation, and reorientation. There is a movement uh, in the Psalms. And, and I think that we could say that we are in a time of disorientation where not everything is polite and civil, a time that will cause us to think perhaps unthinkable thoughts, to utter perhaps unutterable words, a time uh, that we learn to embrace the darkness, to see that God is here with us. Let her be God of darkness and of light, for to her they are both alike. Help us to see the new life of the possible in the chaos of the now. Anna and Simeon. Anna and Simeon. They lived in a time of disorientation a time of foreign occupation, a time of chaos. Yet they chose to seek God, and as they sought him, they found him. Jesus entered the temple and was just seen or unseen as an ordinary child by everyone else, by the priests, by the others in the temple courtyards. They chose not to see, they chose not to seek. But he was seen. He was seen by the frail, by the aged, by the fragile. They chose to see him, they chose to look. So, dear friends, lift up our heads and choose to look for the light. Amen.